Next Stage Productions presents Arabian Nights, starring Dane Ficklin as the Sultan, Cassie Jackman as Scheherazade, and introducing Zar Hayes as the unlucky fisherman. Arabian Nights is an original radio drama miniseries brought to you in partnership with In the Telling Podcast, available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you love the art and craft of storytelling, you'll find it all in the telling. Now, Next Stage Productions brings you Arabian Nights, Episode 3. months, Scheherazade has saved her life with the telling of tales each night. Sultan Sharyar has improved with each passing day, but his sleep has still been plagued with nightmares. Never rested. Dreams on the water. Fisherman. What has the sea put in my nets today? Allah, let it be more than yesterday. Nothing? I do not understand this. Four times a day I cast my net, and yet I am barely able to keep from starving. What more can I do? Oh, see, do not trifle with me thus. I suppose I will have to cast my net again. What can I do but cast my net into the sea again and again? Well, see, I suppose I will have to wait all day again just for you to give me nothing. What's that? A catch? It is heavy! Very heavy! Allah! Have you heard my prayers? I plead that my fortune and favor be changed this day. Nothing but a brass bottle? My family cannot eat brass. See, take back your worthless garbage and my curse with it. Wait, it is a heavy burden. Maybe the sea has sent me something inside the bottle. There is a stopper in the top. I will pull it out and see. What do I see before me? Hundreds of years I have been a prisoner. But at last I am free. A demon? Yes. A powerful demon whose strength is now free from a prison. It must be you who found me. Yes, it is I, a poor fisherman. Well, fisherman, you should be grateful that you found me. Why? Because I grant you a great fear. One wish. A wish? Yes. Tell me how you wish to die! What? Surely that will not be my reward for finding and setting you free? It will! Choose how you will die. But I'm only trying to do my work! Please, let me go, and I will never speak of this again! (laughs) 
You are not in a position to bargain. Please! I beg you! Why are you doing this? Once long ago, I entered one more powerful than myself. As punishment, I was thrown in that bottle and tossed in the sea. For hundreds of years, I vowed that whoever set me free would be rich. What mercy that would show, great one! Yet for a hundred years, no one came! Next I promised that whoever found me would become a mighty king, and that he would be granted three wishes every day. Your generosity has only grown with time, greatest one! Yet still I languished in my prison! It was then I swore that whoever set me free would be given just one thing, one reward. He would choose how he wished to die. No! You are dreaming, your highness. Let me go. That shall be my reward. Death is your reward. No. Let me go. You must wake. Let me go. Let me go. It was a dream. Let me go. You are awake and safe. There is no peace for me. She is relentless. She will destroy me. Who? We are alone in this room. It doesn't matter. Let it alone. Perhaps there is meaning in what you have dreamt. What did you see? Why do you ask? Are you an expert in interpreting dreams? You are silent. I do not like this silence. Where is it? Where? What are you looking for? The bottle. The large brass bottle with the stopper. You have none. I found it. I, I caught it. I have never seen such an item here. The fisherman caught it. I saw a poor fisherman who caught a large brass bottle. He opened it, and an evil demon came out to kill me, to kill him. And at the very moment the fisherman was to die, you woke me. It was a nightmare. It was a gift. An unfinished tale. It is left to you to finish the story. What ending do you choose? I choose not to die. And how would you accomplish that? I have no hope of accomplishing that. I am not like Sinbad, and my life is not sweet. She will prevail in the end. You are the Sultan. Why should you not command your dreams just as you command your armies? Prove yourself to be more powerful than the demon. If you are so clever, then tell me, how would I do it? She cannot be persuaded. Do you not possess greater power? She won't be frightened away. Then do not threaten. She won't be bribed. I have nothing she needs. What is her weakness? There must be something. She believes no one more cunning than herself. And how may you use it? I will trick her. The fisherman will trick the demon. You honestly expect me to believe you were trapped in this bottle? Do not trifle with me. I was trapped inside for human lifetimes. But you are so large. Many times larger than this teeny bottle. Do not pretend to know the workings of a mighty demon. You play a trick with me, but, but I am no fool. Silence! You lie, demon. You accuse me of deceit! Move it to you! <laughs>
something to be desired. His fortunes are not better than when he started. But he survives. He will not die. He has won. He has won his life. Why not help him win his happiness? It cannot be won. Then perhaps it can be granted. You showed no mercy to me. I will make you a bargain, demon. I will show you the mercy you would not show me. I will free you on your solemn oath that you will let me go my way and that you will take no revenge on any living being again. I hearken and oath. It shall be For your kindness, I will make you the fisherman took his net and followed the demon to a beautiful lake of large and fat fish. Cast your net Out of his net, the fisherman pulled three remarkable fish, brilliant colors of red, blue, and yellow. Amazing! And sell them to the king of your city. You may come back here to fish once a day, but no more. Do not take more than three. Do this, and you will be made rich. I will do as you say. Thanks be to Allah! Health and joy to you, my new friend! The fisherman followed the instructions each day and sold his fish to the king. He was never poor nor hungry again. He found great favor with the king who gave the fisherman his daughter to marry and... And he was happy to the end of his days. Of the many endings you could have chosen for the fisherman, I believe you chose the happiest. Excuse me. I need to go and attend to some business. As you command, your highness. Are you happy living here in the palace, Scheherazade? Do you have everything you need? I have seen so little of the palace outside of this room, but your servants have been kind to make me comfortable here. I will instruct the guards that you may move about the palace as you choose. But a guard will accompany you at all times, and you must return to my chambers by sunset. If it pleases your grace... Yes, it does please me. The Sultan spoke well at court today. It was almost as if he had read the new treaty before he spoke about it. <laughs> yes, his highness is getting better with each passing week, it seems. What is the change, Yusuf? I cannot say what has helped him. Oh, do not be coy, Yusuf. <laughs> of course it is Scheherazade. Her Highness, I think you overestimate the Sultana's position. That the Sultan stopped his downward spiral. And began his return to health and sanity. On the exact day Scheherazade arrived. That is only a coincidence. Enough, gentlemen. The personal affairs of the Sultan are not the business of the sheiks. You will do well to keep your mouths shut. Good evening, Your Highness. May I enter? What? Oh, oh yes. Uh, no one here has ever asked me that before. The Sultan requests your presence. I see. You may follow me, and I will take you there. 
Where are we going? To dinner, Your Highness. Oh. Is there something wrong? I am not used to being invited anywhere. Do I look all right? You look like a sultana. Now, please follow me. What a beautiful hallway. Pardon me, Your Highness? This hallway is beautiful. There are not any red doors around here, are there? I do not think so. Would you like to look for one? No, thank you. I would like to go to dinner. I see. What is the meaning of this? Vizier, I was only... You will keep your mouth shut, slave. Why are you out of your room, your highness? The sultan sent for me. She is taking me to him. We will see about that. Yusuf, what is going on? I was about to ask you the same thing, your highness. Slave, tell his majesty what you told me. I told the Grand Vizier that you commanded me to invite the Sultana to dine with you and and then to bring her here. I will command her execution immediately, your highness, and then escort the Sultana back to her chambers. Yusuf, you are dismissed. Pardon me, your highness, I only asked... Which part of you are dismissed was difficult for you to understand, Yusuf? I will see you in our trade meeting tomorrow morning, your highness. Yes, Yusuf. I will be happy to hear your opinion on matters that pertain to you then. Good evening, your highness. Good evening. Slave, bring us our dinner. We will eat here tonight. Yes, your highness. Please sit, Scheherazade. I, uh, you want me to sit? Yes. Why? To have dinner. Dinner? Yes, with me. Will you sit? Yes, I am only surprised. I thought you would like it. I think I will. Perhaps you can tell me a tale while we eat tonight. I'm not accustomed of telling stories outside. This is not what I am used to. Do not worry about that tonight, Scheherazade. Your tales please me. Tell me a humorous tale. A humorous tale? Yes, I feel happy. Do you? I think I do. Tell me the funniest tale you know. I hope your highness will not think less of me. This is the funniest tale I know. It is about the handsome and wealthy merchant Abu Basan. Abu Basan was not getting any younger, and some of the women of Baghdad were beginning to worry about him. Abu Basan, you are not getting any younger. But I am not getting older faster than anyone else, Shakala. It is not a question of speed, Abu Basan. You are nearly 40 years old. You are nearly 60 years old, Shakala. True, but I have had a husband, may he rest as he deserves, and children to give me grandchildren. You, Abu Basan, have nothing but your wealth, and that will not last long past your death. I am not dead yet, Shakara. But you are 40 years closer to it than when you started. What would you have me do, you mother hens? Get married! Did we stutter the first 500 times? But I am uncomfortable around young women. They make my stomach feel strange. Like it is tied in knots? Yes. Like you might throw up? Yes, how did you know that? I did not, I was just hoping so. You are wealthy, Abu Bazan, and possibly handsome as well. How kind of you to notice. What on earth do you have to be afraid of? The young woman of this city would claw each other's eyes out to get a chance to marry you. But I do not want an eyeless bride. We are the matchmakers of this city, Abu Basan. If you will give us your permission, we will find the perfect bride for you. Very well, Shakala. Though it gives me indigestion to think about it, I give you my permission. Find me a bride who will make me a happy man. <laughs> oh, oh, finally. Oh. The matchmakers did not have to search very hard. 
They were right to think that all the young women in Baghdad dreamed of sharing the wealthy and handsome Abu Basan's name, palace, and prosperity. It was not long before a marriage had been arranged with the city's most attractive young woman. Abu Basan, great news! The governor's daughter, Khadijah, is prepared to be your bride! Khadijah? It is a miracle! Allah be praised! A miracle? The governor was worried you did not want to be married at all! I do not! What? Oh, I do. It's, it's just... Oh, my stomach. What is the matter? I told you, when I think about a beautiful woman... What? What? Your stomach? Yes! I have seen Khadijah. She is... Gorgeous! Her lips! I like rubies. Her eyes! I like sapphires. Her hips. Stop! Please! I have never seen so beautiful and attractive a woman. Oh, my stomach! Abu Basan, Khadijah is truly the most beautiful woman in Baghdad. You are the most sought-after bachelor in Baghdad. You will be a happy couple. And that is an order. The day for the wedding arrived, and so did Abu Basan and the governor's 300 guests. Shakala had arranged everything with the governor for a generous dowry. Shakala had managed the most sumptuous wedding feast anyone in Baghdad could remember. Shakara knew all the very best musicians in five cities and set Abu Basan's house ringing with song and dance. But the old matchmakers spent their best efforts on the dresses for Khadijah. Seven dresses to wear over the course of the day, each one designed to make her more attractive to Abu Basan than the last. If Abu Basan does not take Khadijah right to the bridal suite after this dress, my suspicions about him are true for sure. It is only the fourth dress, Shakara. Give the poor man a chance. He does not look so good. But look at Khadijah. She is the finest bride I have ever seen. If Abu Basan does not want her, I will marry her myself. Abu Basan was surely impressed by Khadijah's beauty. With each dress, every curve of her trim and lovely body became clearer to his view. The matchmakers were sure that her revealed charms would put Abu Basan's mind at ease and set his appetite for conjugal bliss raging. But poor nervous Abu Basan only felt his stomach twist and turn. Raise another glass with me. Abu Basan, my daughter will be your wife, and you will be the son of the governor. Another glass, governor? Call me Father Abu Basan. Now let us drink. Honored gentlemen, take another plate of lamb. It is roasted with figs. Another plate? I only marry off my beautiful daughter once, Abu Basan. Eat with me. Abu Basan, here comes your bride in her seventh dress. It leaves little to the imagination, if you know what I mean. More apricot sorbet, Abu Basan. My stomach! Khadija is here, Abu Basan. Stand to greet her. Yes, you loud. Stand up. As Khadija came into the great hall in her seventh dress, every one of the 300 guests fell silent at her stunning beauty. When Abu Basan saw her across the room, he felt a strange calm come over him. The twist and turn of his stomach seemed to relax, and he wondered if the matchmakers had been right all along. Maybe a life with Khadijah will make me happy after all. I will rise to greet her with a kiss, and then we can bid our guests good night. Abu Basan stood up with a great sense of relief. <coughs> I... Uh, I need to be excused for a minute.
<laughs> but that is not the end of the story. Poor Abubasan went to his room, packed a bag, and left Baghdad that very night. He did not stop his travels until he arrived in India, where his great knowledge and skill in trade made him a great leader in his new town, though he was never able to put his embarrassment behind him. After 10 years, Shakala, Shakela, and Shakara had all breathed their last breaths, and the governor had also gone the way of the world. I miss Baghdad more than I can say. I am sure no one will remember that thing that happened. I will go to Baghdad and resume my life there. When Abu Basan finished his journey back to Baghdad, he was overjoyed to finally see a familiar sight. I remember this inn. The food here is delightful. I will rest here for the night before I check in on my old houses. Good evening, traveler. What is your wish? How I have missed the hospitality of Baghdad. I wish a fine meal and a room to sleep in for the night. This should pay for your very finest. You are welcome, sir. Nadia, come take this traveler's bag. You say you know our city? Yes, I lived here for many years. May I take your bags, sir? Yes, my child. This is Nadia? Is she your daughter? Yes, traveler. Nadia is my daughter and helps me run the inn. Such a good helper for one so young. How old is Nadia? Since you know Baghdad well, I will answer you according to our time. Nadia was born on the very night Abu Basan married the governor's daughter. Ah, uh, I will always remember that night with joy. Uh, why is that? Were you there? No, traveler, I was not. Thank Allah. But no one in Baghdad will ever forget the night that Abu Basan farted at his own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> No, stop. <laughs> yes, Basan grabbed his bag back from little Nadia. Who had been born on the night. Of... <laughs> and was never heard of again. Oh, stop. Stop. No more. No more. <laughs> Is everything all right, Your Highness? <laughs> yes. Yes, we're fine. Uh, we were just having a, a good laugh. Leave us, slave. <laughs> Your Highness has but to command. <laughs> it is not the usual custom for a woman to serve at the table of a sultan. No, it is not. <laughs> and yet I have never seen any man at your table. That is true. No man-slave will come near my table. It sounds like there may be a tale there. That is not a tale for me to tell. To hear a tale from you would be a great... Shahrazad, we have passed a pleasant meal. Do not ruin it by asking questions. Now, one more tale before we retire for the night. Another... Abu Basan did not please you? Oh, he did. Poor man, <laughs> he did. But there is one other tale I am very curious to hear, and I'm surprised I have not yet heard it. I'm beginning to think you are scared to tell it. I can assure you there is no tale that scares me. I am happy to tell you any story I know. I'm glad to hear it. Very well, then. I want to hear the tale of the Amira Scheherazade. I want to hear your story. I have no story. Of course you do. We have already had a story tonight. Is your highness not tired? I am not tired. You would not care to hear of my life before I came here. You have lived here for all of this time, and I know nothing about your life. No one ever asked of it before. I am asking now. Very well. Here is the tale of Scheherazade. Her father was the emir of a small, unremarkable emirate. Scheherazade was one of his many daughters. She was not the oldest, nor the prettiest, nor the most charming, nor was she the youngest, the plainest, nor the dullest. 
Her father did not expect much of his daughters, but they were taught to be good wives. Scheherazade watched as her older sisters were married. Eventually, it was her turn. And now I am here. The telling of this tale leaves something to be desired. So did the living of it. <laughs> Come now, do not hold back. Tell me about how you met Sinbad, or, or the three hermits. What do you mean? How I met the people from my stories? Of course! Meeting Alibaba must have been interesting. But they are not real people. <laughs> what? I do not know them. They are legends, tales. What? They are stories I have heard or imagined, not people. I have never met anyone or done anything in all my life that anyone would care about. You deceitful woman! You have misled me on purpose! No! I never imagined for a moment you thought these stories were true! Lies! You would say anything to get what you want, to, to save your neck! Not only do you still live, but you live here in luxury while I play the fool! No, Shariar! Silence! Do not speak my name! Then hear this. I told you stories to save my life. I never thought about whether or not you believed them. I was too busy not dying. But if you believed them, I am sorry. I thought you knew. Guards! No, please, do not call your guards! Give me one good reason. How can you say that? Give me one reason why I should not have you killed, Lilia. Scheherazade! Give me one reason I should not have you killed, Scheherazade! I have given you hundreds. Every night I have given you a reason. Think of Ali Baba, who learned to live happily with Morgiana. Think of the hermits, or, or even Abu Basan. But they are lies. You lied to me! No, Shariar. Think of Sinbad. Life is sweet, Shariar. Every tale I have told you is rinsed with that love of life. Your Highness, you called for guards. Your Highness, I do not know what happened to you before I came here. But are things not different now? Tell me truly, are you ready for these tales to stop? Let us keep telling them until you are well again. I... I once heard of a king, young and capable and proud. He ruled well, he thought, after his father passed away. In time he was given a most precious gift, a beautiful princess for his wife. The king, however, was more concerned with the affairs of his kingdom than with his bride. She felt slighted and became jealous and impatient. Eventually she was found alone with another man. A palace slave. Without a moment's hesitation, the king had them both executed, but his rage soon melted into grief and despair. His dead queen was sent to haunt his dreams. A sickness grew inside of him. His eyes were darkened so he could no longer see beauty. His senses dulled so he could no longer feel hope or joy. All goodness and light escaped his grasp. His soul withered, and his spirit grew old before its time. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I am terrible at telling tales. Tomorrow night, if you will oblige, I shall leave the telling of tales to you. Perhaps one of Sinbad's voyages. I never tire of Sinbad. Good night, Scheherazade. Guard. Yes, Your Highness. See that the Sultan gets safely to his room. What about you? I will stay here and make up another tale.
This has been the third installment of Arabian Nights, starring Dane Ficklin as the Sultan, Cassie Jackman as Scheherazade, and featuring Jim Dale as Yusuf. Don't miss the dazzling conclusion in episode four of Arabian Nights, brought to you by Next Stage Productions. This is your announcer, Ed Farnsworth, saying thank you for joining us. <laughs>